Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, my name's Matt Healy. I'm the recently appointed CEO of Greenvale Mining. And uh, Greenvale is an ASX-listed company with two very exciting projects. Uh, we've got the uh, Alpha Torbonite project and the Georgina Basin IOCG project. And I'm here to give you an introduction to those today. Brilliant. Nice to meet you, Matt. Uh, and uh, Good evening, I guess. Where are you? Yes, yeah, I'm Brisbane. So, yeah, good evening. Thank you. Brisbane. Good morning to you. <laughs> Great. So, that, do you know that that's where I was actually born? Hard, All right. hard to tell from the accent, but... That's a true story. Um, hey, well, like, thanks for joining us. We're gonna we're gonna hear say. I, I think for me, slightly unusual story. I don't know much about Torbonite, and obviously, you've got a new project as well, Georgina, that you want to talk to us about. So, um, why don't we kick off with a little bit of background on you? What's your track record? Okay. Uh, well, I've started with Greenvale. She's uh, only six weeks ago now. Um, prior to that, I was the exploration manager for Round Oak Minerals. And that's a, a, a privately held, um, would be a mid-tier miner. And uh, I guess my, my background really is uh, iron, I, I guess iron oxide, copper gold exploration. And uh, I've done a little bit of VMS um, over the past sort of four or five years, uh, but so mainly base metals and a bit of gold, but I've also got a bit of tungsten and, and uh, metallurgical coal experience as well. And it's largely exploration, but I've done a fair bit of resource development work as well. Right. And so who's the team supporting? Because is this your first time running a uh, public company? Uh, yes. So who's the team supporting you? So we're quite an experienced board. Uh, Tony Leibowitz uh, and Neil Biddle uh, were the founders of uh, Pilbara Minerals, and they brought the uh, lithium tantalum project that they are now in production from exploration right up to that point. So, um, and then we've got um, a Dagmar Parsons, and she's an, an experienced um, oil and gas executive. So she comes into play with the uh, alpha side of the business. Okay, brilliant. So, so let's um, let's try and understand. You're relatively new. What about the rest of the team, and how, how long has it been around in its current incarnation? Yeah. Okay. So we've got myself. We've got one uh, senior project geologist who's been with us for seven weeks. And we've got a couple of field field staff that have been around since July. Okay, so this project is all about the um, IOCG project. What what does that say about the turbinite project? Is that sort of being put on the back burner, or does that hold no value for you? Uh, look, it's um, there's ongoing works. So earlier in the year, there was a uh, a chip and diamond drilling program conducted at Alpha, and that was really done because. Well, let me take it back a bit. So Alpha was discovered in 1939, and there's been quite a bit of work done on it since then. Um, so there's been 60-odd historical drill holes. There's been test work. There's been um, yeah, studies on, um, you know, retorting on potential for the spent uh, torbonites for uses, say, uh, activated carbon. There's been quite a bit of work done. But all that work pretty much predates Jork, the Jork code. So we've... And, and we haven't, so we can't use that to generate a mineral resource estimate for the prospect for the project. So, so we've gone out and, and that drilling's been undertaken in the first half of this year. And uh, since then, it's been logged and we sort of completed the logging now. 
um, and it's been sampled for proximate test work and some um, fisher, modified fisher assay work, which looks at the yield from the, um, from the uh, cow coal and the torbinite. Right. So to answer the question is, does it hold value for you now or in the future? Uh, yes. So it holds value for us in the future. So we're looking at, we'll have the drop resource done in the current quarter, the end of the year, and then we're looking at a definitive feasibility study in the following quarter. Right. And given your experience, will you be spinning that out? Uh, look, I think it's it may be a sensible move. We'll see what it looks like uh, when the time comes. Okay, right. Um, so, well, do you mind if we just deal with it? Because it, it kind of feels like an outright, given your experience, the team's, ex uh, well, most of the new team's experience. Um, let's just kind of, so we can either try and understand a little bit, because it, it's not really well known, right? Turbinite, people are going, whoa. And you, you took, you've got quite a few pages in the uh, PowerPoint. You talk about, you know, the bitumen market, et cetera. And maybe this could be one for the Aussie infrastructure build, certainly in Queensland, where you, where you are at the moment. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe the market, the size of the market, what what potential it has for you if you get it right? Yeah, sure. Well, the, the bitumen market in Australia is around about a million tonnes. Um, and our torbinite produces up to about 15% weight percent uh, bitumen. Uh, we also have cattle coal, which will produce a little bit less. Uh, so... Yes, you know, subject to how the relative proportions of those in our final mineral resource, you know, we could be making up, you know, potentially 5% of the, the domestic market. Right. So th that, that would be the goal for you. So, so it doesn't sound very big. Is that, I mean, what number do you put on that in terms of like either evaluation or potential sales if it's 5% of the, the domestic market? Uh, yeah, just potential sales. Any gives a sort of sense of the scale of that. I, I don't know what the the five okay. percent equals. Yeah, maybe. sure. Yeah. So, um, so I guess that's it's it's conceptual in nature. Let's say, for example, um, reducing half a conceptual uh, half a million tons per annum, and it's up to after of that half a million tons, it's sort of up to about fifteen percent bitumen products, and so that's sort of the upper end of it. Would be around that seventy you know, seven, maybe about seven percent of the, the domestic. Uh, market. Right. And, and what's, what, I don't know what the pricing is in Australia for bitumen. I'm just trying to get a sense of if it is a, uh, cash generator for you, and then you can use that for the IOCG stuff, or if it just wipes its nose, or, you know, how, how does it, how does it contribute when we go forward if we're looking at future value, or if you spin it off, what do you think you could monetize it for? Sure. Look, well, I mean, the bitumen's one part of it. A bitumen's around about 400 US dollars a ton. And, um, but on top of that, there's another, there's a number of other products we're looking to produce from the other project. And it's, it's quite unique in that way. So bitumen is, would be the, I guess, one of the principal products. But then we're also looking at potentially producing blending fuels, um, such as diesel, uh, uh, gas will come off the, the turbinates and uh, and that will help to power a retorting process which is used to uh, process the the uh, turbinate count coal. So that will feed back in and on top of that uh, we're looking at a gas turbine that can generate power as part of the project. Right. And, and what about the CapEx? Is that, is that expensive? Is that a big upfront cost to that? Or again, is it a case of it, it covers its own costs and contributes something? 
Oh, look, it'd be, I guess, the, the, the power side of things, uh, because we'd be looking to make the project carbon neutral, the power element would be the, the lion's share of the capital associated with getting the project up and running. Right, okay, okay. And so, I mean, so how, how are you positioning it? I mean, Jen, what's your preference? Do you think it makes sense, given your team, to spin it out? Yeah, I know it's an option on the table. It, You've said it sort of probably makes sense to look, look at that option sometimes. You sound like it's something that you you think would be happening. It's going to happen. Oh, look, I think it's, I think it's got legs. Um, we'll bring it to the point of feasibility, and, and, and then I think we'll, we'll look at that. that okay. Question. So how much more money are you going to spend on it, on that particular project? Uh, probably looking at another couple of million in the next year, I would say, maybe okay. less than a year. Okay. How are you for cash now? About ten million in the bank. Okay, so you, you give, you're good for that. Okay, so right, so we'll we'll see how you progress that over the next twelve months, and I guess your shareholders will be looking to sort of see, you know, how, how you can create the most value for that. And is it a, is it a big market? Are there big players in Australia already who would be sort of a natural home for that? Yeah, look, we've had some interest for some local asphalt producers, and uh, I guess that's that, that seems like a natural fit. Um, here in Queensland, so we're actually working with some at the moment, and they're they're we're working them to provide a bit of um, for them to provide some expertise to us as well to try and align some of the test work that we're doing on the Torbanite and Kennel Coal to to a standard, so they can sort of in, interpret that test work and it could align with some of their products. Okay, okay, okay. Well, like, we'll we'll watch that space. Let, let's get to the bit that I think you were you were most excited about, and probably what you brought on board to do, which which is obviously the um, the IOCG project. So, uh, what can you start? So, no holes drilled yet, but you're excited about something. So, what is that? Right. Yeah. So, so we've got about four and a half thousand square k's of tenements um, granted in an application in, in an area called East Tent. Um, now. That area, the between the Northern Territory Geological Survey and Geoscience Australia, there's been about $40 million in, in geoscience investigations in that region in the last five years. And, uh, and the reason for that is because just to the west of there, these sort of exposed rocks in the, in the, um, in the Tennant Creek region, and those host IOCG deposits. They, in fact, they host very high-grade ones. Um, the Juno deposit there, about 440,000 tonnes produced and an average grade of 60 grams per tonne gold. So very high-grade deposits. Um, and on, if you head east, we get into the Georgina Basin ter Territory, which is sort of all the younger rocks that sit on top. And then you go further east again, you end up in Mount Isa. And Mount Isa is one of the premier base metals provinces of Australia. And that also hosts IOCG deposits. So the... The, the, the long-held theory is that these two regions, that their rocks are um, form part of a continuous package at depth. And so the, the state and territory governments put, uh, sorry, the state and federal governments put all this money into uh, investigating this, and that culminated in a, in a drilling program last year that finished in about December. And the, the short answer was they found the right kind of rocks the right kind of alteration, and they actually found base metal mineralization in a number of the holes. So they've essentially proven the prospectivity of that region. So, so it's not just a neurology thing. It's the the federal government has done some work, spent some money on it, which you are a beneficiary of. You can you've 
got access to that data. So how are you planning on tackling what you've got in front of you? Sure. Well, we've we've basically taken all of the data that's, that's come out of the, um, the uh, collaborative programs. We've done a little bit of infill work as well. So we've flown some of our own magnetic survey work uh, and we've done some gravity, gravity survey on the ground. And so I guess the survey work that we've done is has improved upon the resolution of the uh, of the state data. Right. So obviously, with you with you coming on board, I think people in the market got excited. Share price popped up. It's come off again. Um, you know, you're around thirty six, but over a twelve month period, you're up nine times. I think you've got a lot of delighted shareholders uh, in here, but they're going to look to you say, right, where's the growth come from now? We've got to keep going. We've got to keep. If you want new investors on board, you've got to keep going. So. Talk to, talk to me a bit about the, the, the market component to this because, you know, you've told a story about what's happening up at Alpha. From what you're saying is we've got 12 months of stuff to do, 2 million bucks to spend. That story's been told and told well, okay? And you've got to, you've got to work out how you create that value at some point in 12 months or some whatever decision you're going to make there. With, with IOCG, you'll have 8 million, 8 million bucks or so left to spend to develop that out. What, what's the optimum way to do that for the market, to give them the news that they want to hear, versus the optimum way to do it as a geologist and you know op, ops guy? Because you want to do it the right way, but at the same time, you've got to look to the market, right? So what's the plan? Sure. Yeah, look, that's a good question. Look, we actually identified a couple of really good anomalies out of our first airborne um, magnetic surveying, and uh, it's called Twin Peaks anomalies. And they... Uh, what I would describe as your classic IOCG anomaly. I looked at them and I just went, well, that looks reminds me of Ernest Henry, you know, and that's that's a world-class deposit located east of Mount Isa, and uh, that's where I've done that area, is where I've done the bulk of my IOCG exploration work. So so I guess it's, a, it's about a balance because we're going to go out and test that. We're going to test those targets as soon as we can, and bearing in mind this is the first survey that we've done. So we've still got another you know, um, five more tenements that we could cover with that sort of survey work. And we intend to do that. And I think as a geologist, going to your other question, I'd like to get all that survey work done. I'd like to rank all my targets and then I'd like to systematically hit them. But but we need to really keep, I think we need to keep both trains of work going. So we will, we will continue the survey work that will allow us to generate those Greenfields targets, but we'll also continue uh, programming drilling that will systematically test them. Okay. The only reason I ask that, because I'm reading through your headlines for the last 12 months. I know you've only, you're only new here, but wow, they're boring. It's like there's nothing to grab the new the new investors in here, suck them into the potential of what you got. You're excited, right? And you got a plan. But, you know, to kind of get people going um, a bit, you just need to step up the marketing components. You know, what, what are you doing about that? Yeah, well, look, that might be a fair comment. I think uh, I think once we get our first drill holes done, I think uh, things will start getting more exciting. So what's the timing for that? Uh, ASAP, basically. It's it's a, look, it's a challenging it's a challenging region to work in. I mean, we've you know we've we've started the the exploration. We started the drill program, but the first part of the drilling program was to put in a water ball because we just don't have a water source anywhere for the next for the nearest forty kilometres. You can't truck water that far. It's just doesn't make sense. So, so we've put the water bore in. We've uh, we've done our, our track clearing. So we've done about fifty kilometres of, of track clearing, and uh, we've set up our pads and we're basically ready to drill. So, uh, 
very shortly we'll be on that ground and we'll be breaking that first hole. So this side of Christmas? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, Absolutely. cool. Well, well look, we're, we're, I, have result, I already have assay results by Christmas. That's what I'd like. Right. So, so what was the, what, have you got, have given some, well, I'm not quite sure, have you given the market guidance as to how much drilling you want to do, how many meters you think you're going to do? You know, what, what sort of depths are we yeah. talking about? How, how many holes? Four holes for about just under, just over 3,000 meters. And uh, that's going to be two holes on each of the east and the west targets. There are three that are around about the 700 meter mark and one's uh, 920. Okay. Okay. So, and are you guys having any problems with assays? Because obviously in Western Australia, they seem to be. What about you? Oh, with assays? Yeah. Yeah. Speed, speed uh, turnaround. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not so bad over here on the East Coast. Um, there'll still be some delays, and particularly in that December time frame, because that's where everyone's trying to get all their, uh, get all their samples off uh, up in North Queensland and northern part of the Territory. Um, that's when our wet season kicks in. And so people, it's, it's a mad rush to get all the samples out and get them assayed. Okay. And um, how, how many of your team are actually in the field, on the ground, you know, preparing this? Have you got any more hires to make? Are you struggling to make more hires? Look, uh, we've got a geologist and a field tech out there right now. Um, we've, we're, we're bringing in a uh, contract geologist as well to help us out with this initial program. And um, so that, that'll round out the team for this initial program. Okay, right. And um, and so so how much are you going to be spending between now and Christmas? Just so I, want, I want to get a sense of how quickly you're burning through this cash that you've got. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably about, um, about a better of a million dollars between now and Christmas, I would say. Uh, there's a little bit of survey work. There's some geophysical modelling, but the bulk of it's true. Right, and that's a million on Georgina, and and basically the two two million on Alpha, but over the course of 12, 12 months, so that leaves you a lot of runway for next year. So, what was the next step that we're looking for once you've got these assays back? Yeah, sure. Well, we've got, I mean, you know, we've sort of budgeted for another eighty two hundred meters of diamond beyond this this program, and then another twenty five hundred meters of RC. That's just in some of the shallower areas of cover, uh, and uh, another twenty odd thousand meters, line kilometers of magnetic surveying and just over 6,000 uh, gravity points. Right. And so what have you learned from the other players in that district? You know, you, you, you talk about some of the, you took, mentioned some of the big um, deposits and the big players there. How have they gone about it? Is there anything that you can learn from that and that you will implement yourself? Because again, coming back to that market question, right? As, as someone who's not you know, headed up a public company before, there's a game to play there. So, you know, what, what, what's the plan? Look, well, to be honest, in, in that East Tenant region, there actually hasn't been much done because really um, will we'll be the, I mean, there's only been two companies that have done any drilling out there. So, so it's all relatively new. Uh, but look, I guess when you, when you look at IOCG deposits, um, the key thing you've got to, you've got to understand is that uh, they're all discovered, almost all of them were discovered on the back of their magnetic and gravity survey. So that's where you need to focus your attention. And, and that's what we intended. And that's why the, the bulk of our initial work has really been surrounded about the gravity, the magnetics, and then the modeling work. So, you know, the different deposits, you get the Olympic dams and the prominent hills of the world. You get the Ernest Henry's up in the Cloncurry region and the ones at Tennant Creek. I mean, they're all slightly different characteristics, but all of them have a gravity and magnetic response. 
And it's just about where the mineralization sits with respect to those responses. Well, tell us about, tell these guys watching this, you know, a little bit more about, you know, mag and gravity versus, because people go, oh, you need to be drilling holes. I want to see drill holes, assays. Why is it really important to spend a bit more time up front to understand what, you know, what the, what the mag and gravity can give you? Because all IOCG deposits have associated, they're, they're dense and they're, they're magnetic deposits. Now, you can get that sort of survey response out in the field and you want to, um, you, you want to do, in terms of your modelling, you want to look at, look at it and say, well, is this response from something that looks like it's hydrothermal? Is it from an ore-forming process? You know, because you can get responses in the stratigraphy, which is just, it's just the rocks, just the background rocks. So you want to test those targets. And then once you're sure you're inside a, you know, inside a, an ore-forming system, then you start using your geochemistry to look around within that system and try and find where the copper gold is. Okay. So look, um, tell, tell me a little bit about what um, you think the potential of, of this is in terms of, is this going to be something of scale? Are you going to have to, are you going to have to bring in more assets uh, to kind of, you know, create a company which does have some sort of substantive future, because, you know, because at the moment, you know, Alpha's not really doing it for you. This has got a lot of potential, but it's early days. So what's the plan? Focus, focus, focus on Georgina or maybe also look at outside? Yeah, look, we'll focus on Georgina with the team that we have at the moment. Once we get our first hit, that's when we up the ante. And how do you do that? Well, we'll have to make have more of a permanent presence up there. Uh, we'll increase the size of the team and ramp up the, um, the field activities. Okay, Matt. Well, I um, like, appreciate you coming on today. It's, it, was a, it was a new story um, for us. I wanted to you know, try and understand a little bit better um, about how you're going to approach it uh, with those kind of disparate assets. Um, so I appreciate your time. Stay in touch. Let's know how you get on, okay? Thank you, Matthew. Uh, look, if I can leave you with just a couple of thoughts. Greenvale has got an experienced board and we've got money in the bank. We've got two great projects. We've got the Alpha Turbine project, which is a, it's a high, it's a unique, high yielding um, deposit with multiple marketable products. We're looking at a mineral resource estimate in the current quarter, and we're looking at getting feasibility out of the next quarter. Our Georgina Basin IOCG prospect project is a, is a, is a substantial tenement package in a completely new IOCG frontier. It's got some highly prospective anomalies from initial geophysical surveys. The Twin Peaks anomalies will be out drill testing as soon as we can, and we've got additional geophysical surveying to generate more targets in the, in the near future. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.